Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, November 28th, we're back. It's an online, it's National French Toast Day, which I like French toast. I think it's pretty good. When you get the syrup on there and the thicker toast, I'm a fan of that. I'm not so much a breakfast with the dough guy, but that's kind of, you know, I'll take a French toast. I think Owen's probably of a similar palate to me. Um, I think it's like a probably a bottom half breakfast food. Like, I think I might be the minority. I don't know. Like, egg. It, I'd rather have like, Waffles, pancakes, eggs. Like, there's so much stuff I'm taking before a French toast. Alex, you retweeting that? Well, I don't limit it to one thing. I can have my eggs and the bacon with the French toast mm. or the pancakes. I love French toast. I love drenching that, like, in the cinnamon and the um, the maple syrup. So I, I do like my French toast. I'm a big French toast guy. You're a palate guy, though, so is there anything, like, fruity that you'll throw on there? Like, anything out of the ordinary that the people oh, need to Oh, to give it a little contrast? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, so, like, maybe some raspberries, because they're a little tart and sour, so, mm-hmm. you know, balances <laughs> it out, that sort of thing. <laughs> so, you know, any tart fruit you can find probably goes pretty good with that. I do love, I do love palate, Alex. He's one yes. of the best ones going. We don't have Adam at the start. If he was here, I'm sure he's a French toast guy, but he's going to hop in halfway. Like he's going to do an on the fly line, line change. So people need to be ready for the graspy voice to appear out of nowhere, which is going to be hype. It's like a big mystery plot into the thing. But I think we might as well hit the NFL early. We're going to try out a little bit of a different way to do it today. So you won't hear about every game, but it'll be pretty good in a roundabout way. I, I enjoyed the most today, the return of the in the hunt graphic. That's really when you know it's time. Wow. When, it's when the they, week 12, hey? Oh, yeah. When they flash it up. I saw the Fox one had every team in the AFC on the graphic, except for the Texans. They just, 15 teams were in the hunt. So that's pretty big stuff. But I do like this time of year because this is when it gets serious to me. It's like, all right, we need to start. Like, nice stories can go on the back burner because it's time to get real. So we can get into some of these games. I think the best one is the Ravens and the Jags game which was a comeback win for the Jags. They go for two to win at the end of the game. I say when when we've been saying that we want to see more from Trevor Lawrence, it doesn't get much more of a statement win than that. He was like pretty unstoppable throughout the second half and in the fourth quarter. And I know the Jags are 4-7 and seven and haven't really turned in a great season, but if they could finish with some momentum, that's kind of what you want to see because you could make the argument, discard the rookie year from Trevor Lawrence because he had Urban Meyer and then this year's kind of his rookie season, or are you still not totally in? Because that's the quarterback I've been waiting to see, the guy we saw today. Owen, you got anything there? Yeah, I'm kind of in. I like, you know, I, what I want to see and what I think everyone wants to see from a guy like Trevor Lawrence is improvement. And um, I, you, you can definitely knock him for not winning games, but he definitely has improved. And I think this win was like, this was all him. Like the drive at the end was incredible. He made every throw he needed to make, especially like even on fourth down, um, which was like a big time. It was impressive. And so I don't know. I think, you know, you, you have a game like this and then you try and string a few more together and uh, it's eventually you uh, the wins come and you're an actually and you're eventually you become like a serious good quarterback, not just like a young guy with flashes. I'm, I'm still going to wait on Trevor Lawrence a little bit. Um, great game by him today. And 
I agree with Owen. This is what we've been looking for, but I'm not like, you know, ready to say, okay, this is the guy this is the guy we thought, you know, this is the number one pick we th- all thought he was going to be because I mean, what, this is probably the biggest win of his career week 12 against the Baltimore Ravens yeah, at home at four, to, to get to four and seven to get to four and seven. So biggest win of his career. Um, and I know he's gone through a lot of hard stuff and, but n- not just him. I think the franchise needs more consistency and stability before we can start like, you know, throwing him up there with, um, the greats of the, of the, of the NFL, like Joe Burrow. So, um, you know, I'd probably want to pump the brakes there a little bit. Are you getting worried about the Ravens at all? I, I know it was a bit of a fluky game, but I mean, they had chances to put this one away. I think they were up nine in the fourth quarter. I just, I, I they don't have receivers. I'm to me. very worried. Yeah, like they don't, and I'm very worried because they've been blowing games. They've been blowing games since week one. Um, okay, I mean, I know they won their first one, but you, um, the the second week they they blew that enormous lead um, the to the Dolphins, and they won to the Giants and, too. Yeah, exactly, and they're like kind of like the Bills. You know how we've been talking about the Bills, maybe you know struggling to win tight games. The the Ravens are like the Bills, but way worse. Because they they have a tough time winning the close games and then they blow it to the big leads, um, and I know Justin, you know, I know they have Justin Tucker. I know that's a big thing to have, um, but you know, if he misses, if he kind of gets out of out of form, so to speak, that might be tough because you really rely on him to win those lot win some of those games for you at the buzzer. Um, so I don't know. I'd I'd like to see them put some more games away. You know. Yeah, but I think it all stems back from them not being able to throw the ball. Like, if, if they yeah. get the lead, they're pretty easy to stop. Like, you just kind of load up the box. I don't think they have any, like, deep threats. It's a bad sign when Deshaun Jackson, like, you brought him in and he's actually playing. Like, Alex knows what I'm talking about because he's a Raider legend. Oh. But when, he, when the, oh. he, like, broke down the field, I was like, is that Deshaun Jackson still going? Like, actually getting yeah. snaps? He's not just, like, a guy in the room? So I am concerned about them. Not enough to drop him from the tier, but, Owen, how are you feeling about him? Yeah. I agree. I think this is like a man, this team like it's on paper should be a better team than it is. And the, like I don't see this team as like a serious Super Bowl threat at this point because of that issue. Like they're they're one of the best rushing offenses in football. But when you need to make throws at the end of games and um when it's like you know, a situation where you need to pass, I don't think they're the team you want to necessarily put your faith in. And so um, I think they're definitely a team that will beat up on like a lot of worse teams and they'll win a lot of games. But when it comes time to like actually win meaningful playoff games, I don't know if they have like the makeup for it. Yeah. And we like Lamar early season. I know he was getting all the hype, like, oh, this is the Lamar MVP campaign. After week three, he hasn't really looked great and it hasn't really affected his contract because most of the quarterbacks in the league are just brutal like he's clearly still one of the best 10 but it's not like he's played that great of a season the one that we were expecting him to have I think preseason we all picked him to an MVP so I I don't know I'm a little concerned about what I'm seeing from them um oh Adam's here let's go he's coming in hot I like to see that you want to say what's up Adam how do you feel about French toast is it national French toast day oh yeah it's actually like probably my favorite breakfast. I'm not gonna lie. I love French toast. Like I love and shout out um to Owen's mom. She makes the best French toast. I've been it's not it's not not French toast. <laughs> okay, well she called it French toast when she made it for us. No, no, no. It's called it's called a German pancake, is what she calls it. 
Well, she told us it was French toast. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> I've been, I've been trying nationality to get it battle here. It's basically French toast. So It's similar. It's got egg in it. Yeah, mm. and it's like, anyway, it's really Clearly good. German. It's but I, I yeah. love French toast, personally. It's like World Cup, Germany versus France, dude. Could be either one. You don't know what it's going to be. Mm. I love Adam coming in hot and explaining to Owen what his mom makes. That's that's <laughs> a classic Adam coming in hot. Uh, my mom hasn't made French toast in years, but uh, I'll let her know that you like it. Yeah, let, like I told you to let her know multiple times, so please do. Okay, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, I sure, yeah. Send her the text. Memo. Okay. Get on that right now. In the meantime, we could talk about Alex's Raiders, who stole a big win today from the Seahawks in overtime. It took it only took three hundred Josh Jacobs yards from scrimmage for you to win the yep. game, which is a good sign going forward. Um, this is setting up to me, and we could talk about the Seahawks in a second, who are more interesting. But this is setting up to me like the Ra- <laughs> the Raiders, like how we thought it would set up. Yeah, but it gets better because there's a new wrinkle where they like finish strong, they get the 14th pick, they miss the playoffs, they keep McDaniel's, Carr finishes strong so you keep Carr and then you pay yeah. Jacobs like 4 years, yeah. like you get big money to the running back. Yeah. I think this is setting up just terribly for you. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly how it's going to go. Uh you nailed it right on the right on the dot. Um yeah, they're just going to keep like winning. They're going to kind of hover around maybe 500 for the rest of the season. Um, you know, win some, lose some, and be like, you know what? Josh Jacobs, he's their guy. It's him and Carr's team, and we're going to build around them. Um, they'll probably sign some like really old um, defensive player in free agency like they typically do, um, like a Chandler Jones, LaMarcus Joyner. Um, <laughs> They signed Casey Hayward one year, which Casey Hayward was good, but he was still also very freaking old. Um, Corey Littleton. Um, so it, it'll be one of those. And, yeah, we'll just go back right around, go in a circle for the next whoever knows how long. The thing is with the Raiders, they do, like, they look good today offensively. And I know the Seahawks' defense isn't exactly, like, the 2017 Patriots. But is it at all frustrating to you that, like, they put – when they put it together, it looks good, and then they can't win one-score games for the entire season. Does that, like, really make you mad, or have you just given up on emotion? I think I've given up on emotion. Like, I, I, it's so it's so hard to cheer for this team. Um, I think I think it's, it's a lot of it's also, like, when was the last time we ever had a good coach? When was the last time in the league people were saying, like, look at the Raiders coach. Like, this guy, <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing. So I think a lot of that stems from, like, you know, losing all these one-score games, losing all these tight games, or just straight out not being prepared and getting, like, smoked by some teams, um, you know, stems from just not finding the right coaching candidate year after year after year, so. Man, tough times. Even though it's a win, it's still tough times. I would say this is ugly for Seattle because Washington won, and now Seattle loses at home. They're 6-5. and five. They're out the playoff picture as it stands. I don't know that they do anything that spectacularly, but they didn't have a very good game today. Like Kenneth Walker only had 25 yards. I think Gino turned it over a few times. To me, it was more impressive that they were still in the game. I'm still a Seattle believer. I don't know where you stand, Owen. They do have two straight losses and have kind of looked a little rustier. I mean, I still like Seattle. I think it's uh, like Gino, I think, you know, he had he made some mistakes that I don't think he should have made. Like he threw that interception in the end zone. But he still dropped. I mean, he still scored however many, whatever it was, like thirty-four points. Mm-hmm. 
So I still like the team. I still think they're really good, and I still think they'll make the playoffs and probably do okay. But uh, again, like this team wasn't supposed to be good. It's not great around the edges. So there's going to be holes and there's going to be issues. Um, so, I mean, this is, I guess, just par for the course. Yeah. I'm like not super surprised. It's not a roster that was built to win this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they have really good pieces, like obviously. Yeah. And the quarterback's good, so I want them to be better than they are. But it seems like they just might be running out of gas, which is a little worrisome. I'm still okay to keep them in the good zone for another week, but... I could see arguments to move him to the frisk. Adam, where do you stand? I kind of agree with what Owen said. I like that. Let's go kind of agree. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. And don't specify what parts you didn't agree with. That's good, too. Yeah. Um, big win for Owen's New York Jets. Yes. Which, it, the Mike White era has begun. I saw there was just tons of comments pouring in. I saw the Eli Mitchell interview. Not Eli Mitchell, Eli Moore. I think he had two catches, and they you, they, you would have thought he had the Chris Godwin game. Like 14 receptions. I think the players were chanting, free E, E is free, like in the locker room, while Zach Wilson just like sits there with his head oh, down. Man. And Sauce oh, Gardner man. had some comment about how he was like, it was nice to have more time on the sideline while the offense like sustained some drives. So I... <laughs> Zach Wilson has got to be the most unemployed man in North America. I don't know how he like sticks around with even on the sideline. He looks depressed, but the Mike White era has begun. He looked great today. Found ten different receivers. So where's your psyche at? Um, I mean, great game. This was obviously a great game by Mike White and uh, obviously Zach Wilson. I don't think I don't think we will see him start another game as a New York Jet ever again. I think the Zach Wilson era is officially over. He's uh, not gonna. It's not a break. I think. I guess it is like a permanent break. Yeah. Like that's it's not gonna. It's a break up. Yeah. Yeah, break up. That's a better word. Um, but again, like Mike White, I mean, he kind of did this last year. It was uh, a little bit of a mirage. Um, so I'm gonna hold out judgment on him because I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back next week and throws a couple of picks and like 110 yards. Um, so you know, it's good for this week, but uh, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna like be running up and down the street celebrating. Yeah, the Chicago Bears defense that's given up 30 every week since like week four is not exactly a, uh, a keynote for success if you do well. Yes. So, Alex, where do you stand? You want to keep them in the frisk, the Jets, or are you sold in? Um, I think I think we should still keep them in the frisk for a little bit. I think they got to work their way back up. Um, in regards to their QB, though, I think they should just hand him the keys for the rest of the season. Like, I know Joe Flacco, like we talked about it last week, like he brings some more stability to the roster, but at least just let him, like, send the last half of the season and then see what you really have with Mike White. Like, sure, what if he does have a bad game? Maybe he has more good games than bad games. Like, I think that he had a short leash last year because they were like, okay, we got to get back to Zach Wilson right away. We're not going to bench our, um, our first-round pick. Just, like, he's shown some games where he can just like rip the ball all across the field. And I know it was against the bears, but you know, I don't know if Zach Wilson could have done that today. So I think, I think you can just keep Mike white, at least play up, play most of these games. And then that way you at least know what you have with him. Yeah. And it's a good audition for free agent quarterbacks. Like, Hey, if he doesn't do well, this team's pretty good. Cause I do think they're well coached and have a good defense and everything that we've said about them over the course of the year when they were in good, I still think is true. What I was really disappointed about in this game though, was the bears, they teased everybody this morning when they said Peterman was going to start. And I grabbed my Peterman Jersey. I threw it on. I've got my bills one. 
and then he never came in. And as revenge, they lost by three touchdowns to Mike White. So I would like to consider that a fair treatment for teasing us with Peterman. But the line movement was crazy. I think it was like six when they said Simeon, and then the second the Peterman news broke, I saw it at like ten and a half. I've never like <laughs> somebody is so bad at football that they're an instant line mover like that. But I was disappointed to not see Peterman today. Bucks Browns, pretty good game. Browns won in overtime. Tampa Bay. I mean, they were playing the second half not to lose. I did enjoy the field having tire marks all over it from the golf cart incident. That was a personal highlight in this one. (laughs) Milwaukee Brewers, shout out. But I think Tampa Bay is leaving me a little cold. I still think they're in the frisk, but I I don't think Todd Bowles is a very good coach, would be my take, to be honest. I think he's kind of That's not even a new take, though. Like, we've been saying he's kind of shit. Yeah, Yeah. and he's kind of proven it every single week. And I don't even blame Tom anymore. What were they doing at the end? Can I don't, somebody explain that to me? It didn't make any sense to me. They had like many drives where they could have ended the game, but it never looked like they really wanted to. It was so like at the end of regulation, like they run the. It looks like they're running the clock out, and then they throw the ball for like thirty yards down to midfield. At this point, they're tied. Like if they had you know twenty more seconds, they could run maybe two more plays and get fifteen more yards and kick a field goal. But then they just ran out of time. Essentially, general rule: if if you have Tom Brady. Like, I don't don't play for overtime. Like, I don't understand why anybody would ever do that. I watched him do it against the Rams the other week where they like they were dead the whole game. And then he just marched him down the field like it was the easiest thing in the world. Like it was getting out of bed. Like Mm -hmm. he'll take you down the field and they just burned 25 seconds for no reason on that drive. It made no sense. And a little more time could have been could have been useful for them. Cleveland at uh, four and I think seven getting back Watson. I uh I mean, they, they, I could see a world where they hit the frisk zone with him, but he hasn't played in 700 days. So I don't know what to expect, really. And I think Jacoby was giving him a decent output for what they have. Um, but I don't know that, you know, they're going to be much better with him. I think that it's going to take a while. Where do you stand, Alex? I I agree, yeah. He hasn't played in forever. There's a lot of pressure, too, just with all the stuff going on. He's really no one's favorite player except for the for the Browns fans. So everyone like hates him. Um, and but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to play him right away because regardless of how bad he is, like you have to justify that contract, how much they're paying him. So with all the stuff that has happened, I am still pretty interested to see where he's at. Like where like how good is he gonna be by the end of the year? Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Where are you at, Adam? Um, I kind of disagree. I like I personally thought the Browns were already kind of borderline frisk zone before this week, and then they won this game, and now they're getting an obvious upgrade at quarterback. I don't think Jacoby Brissett has been good at all. Um, so I think this will definitely at least push them into the frisk zone if we're not putting them there yet. And I, I think he has like he has a lot of help around him. Like a receiver. Oh, okay, say it. Say it. Amari Cooper played yeah, really well go. today. As as it's becoming a trend, he just plays it really well every week. So, yeah, you mean the Cowboys could use a number two receiver? Maybe they should pick him up. I don't know if he's available. Maybe they mm. could get that done. That'd be I think interesting. He's a little expensive. Mm. Well, Odell Beckham's not yeah. expensive at all, so that won't True. be a problem. Yeah. A couple big, and a big good thing Zeke, you got Zeke too. You can kind of run him as receiver. He's getting paid enough. Yeah. True. I mean, he had a good game this week but yeah once in a you know even I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day so okay. yeah exactly uh, that's the way i like to think of it too yeah. Owen. that's a good idea i don't but, have the browns in there yet though they're four and seven 
and I know they're going to win next week and be five and seven. Although it would be pretty funny if the Texans somehow came back from the literal <laughs> 20 feet under to beat the, to beat the Browns. That would be pretty sick, but I doubt it. Uh, Bengals-Titans, last one before we can hit the tiers here. Um, pretty big game, but it wasn't all that exciting. I just feel like the Titans are very, very capped by their team. Like I've watched them play yeah. that game 100 times. Um, I would like to see Mike Vrabel with a better quarterback and maybe a better offensive coordinator, but they really don't feel all that creative to me with what they have. I know that's not a groundbreaking take, but th- their ceiling is pretty low, to be honest. So, I mean, some people on this show have said that they have like a top ten quarterback. So I don't, I don't understand how much better of a quarterback yeah. you want to give them. So, so with a take like that, the thing is, when you're talking about like a thirty, whatever he is, thirty-three or thirty-four year old quarterback. Like three years of time, when three years pass, like it can make a big difference in him. You said it during last season. I said it last, like two years ago. And at the time, he was coming off, he was maybe one year removed from being a top. So he's three years removed from being a top 10 quarterback. Good math. Good math. Yeah. How do you feel about this team, though? I do think they're a, a decent team, but like I think Phil, you hit the nail on the head. Like they, the team is, uh, it has a very, and we've said this before, like it's a high four team. Like you can just, give the ball to Derrick Henry. And I know he didn't have the best game, but usually you can give the ball to Derrick Henry and he can do enough for you to beat most teams. And and they have really good pieces on defense. Like I really, really like um, Jeffrey Simmons, I think is one of the better defensive linemen in football. But um, yeah, like Tannehill's just not super dynamic anymore. Um, and they're not super creative, like you said. And Vrabel's, a, he's a good coach in a lot of ways, but what he's not, it's like, he's not Shanahan. He's not McVay. Yeah, like don't get it twisted. That's not who he is. So um, there is a limit on them, especially offensively. He's not like an offensive super genius. I do like you no. saying that Tannehill's not as dynamic anymore. Like at one point, he was Lamar Jackson. Like that—that's yeah. the type of stuff I love to see from the Tannehill hive. <laughs> um, Alex, you seem like a Titans hater usually, but you, you do like to give him respect. You picked him this week. Where do you stand on them? Do you think they just are the king of the bad teams? Yeah, I think just king of the bad teams, king of beating up on mediocre teams, and that's what you get. Like Mike Vrabel, I don't think I've ever seen him try to be creative, like ever. Yeah. Um, I think I think one time Derrick Henry did throw like a flea flicker or something, but that's as crazy. Oh, as they it gets. love that. They that was on Thursday. Um, the yeah. drop pass they run that like twice a year. Yeah, that's their favorite yeah. thing. So they do that, but other than that, like you said, he's not like uh, Kyle Shanahan or anything where you know he's not cooking up some crazy plays there's literally like videos of him on the sideline saying everyone just do your job we have derrick henry like just leave it up to him and like he just keeps saying we have derrick henry we're just gonna run the ball with derrick henry like guys it's okay just we're gonna run the ball and i mean that's fine but you know you can't expect to be an elite team just by doing that so um yeah it is what it is Mm -hmm. And Cincinnati gained quite a bit from that Raven loss. I think they're in exactly the identical spot they were in last year, except they're getting Chase back. They bought him a little bit of time this week, which is good, and they still got the win, and Higgins has been coming on. So I do feel pretty good about Cincinnati maybe making a run because they've stuck around better, and I thought they were going to be the Super Bowl hangover team. The Super Bowl hangover team is obviously the Rams, so I think that the Bengals have done pretty well for themselves and i think i wouldn't be surprised if in a couple weeks we consider them an elite zone team i think they're still working their way there but adam where do you stand no i agree with you um we were we were definitely wrong at the start of the season about this team um they're only going to get better and but they're definitely going to be up there in a couple weeks for sure yeah 
they're getting close and they're getting guys back, which is big. We'll hit the tiers, which is this is we'll, we'll sort of work our way down crescendo. If you want the full list, it's in the uh, it's in the description of the show below. We got the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Cowboys. They're the four in the elite zone. Is there one that you consider head and shoulders above the rest, or do you think it's all pretty close, Owen? I think the Chiefs are, are the best team in the NFL. Um, and so I would say they're like 1A, and then everybody else is kind of 1B, 1B, 1B. Like I would say of the four, if I were to sit, pick a worst, the, the worst team, I would honestly probably say the Eagles. Like if this was like a World Cup group, really? and they played each, yes, and if they played each other once, I think the Eagles would end up staying behind. I agree with you. Best team for sure. The chiefs. I think the worst team in this is Buffalo. Like by far Buffalo has not been impressive at all for the past like five weeks. So we're kind of waiting for them to like wake up and turn it on and they are just not doing it. So. Yeah. I kind of agree at this point, as crazy as it sounds, I think I would maybe power rank this Kansas city, Dallas, Philadelphia, Buffalo. I think Philadelphia and Buffalo are kind of the same. Um, Buffalo, if they don't have Von Miller, that's going to be a whole world of problems because they're already not as good as they were last year, and he's like the key difference maker for them on defense in my mind. So if they don't have him, I know that's sort of up in the air going forward. I really don't like their chances. They just, to me, they, they had this swagger about them early in the season when they were rolling over these teams that I feel like is sort of evaporated. Like Josh Allen doesn't really look... Right. I know that sounds like a kind of a pretty standard thing to say with his elbow, but something's off there. I, I don't really see it. How do you rate the four, Alex? Yeah, I'd agree. I'd put the Chiefs up there. Um, definitely number one. You know, Cowboys probably second. Um, and then she, and then um, Eagles. Eagles' bills are tough for me. I, I see what you guys are saying about the bills, but they still have so much potential and, like, uh, I don't know. They can just hang so many points up on you that it, it, it's crazy. And then the, Eagle, the Eagles, they're good too. Like they're taking care of business, but you know, I'd like to see them. I don't know when they play the Cowboys again, but that's going to tell me a lot more, um, you know, about where they stand. They just um, went up two touchdowns on game. Yeah. Day. We're doing this mid game just so the people know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I mean, I'm not really like, I wasn't expecting green Bay to really come in there anyways and do something. So, I, I'd got, they've had super, super easy opponents. I'm just worried that we're, we're, we don't think that they're the, you know, uh, 2020 Steelers, was it? 2019 Steelers? Yeah, 2020. Um, can I yeah. Can I just note that you picked Green Bay after you said I didn't really expect Green Bay to get in there. You also picked them. He, I did pick them, <laughs> but well, what was the spread? Six and a half. He, he, yeah, well, I did pick them. You know, <laughs> I didn't think they'd win, but... <laughs> You thought it would be close. They'd hang around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you thought they'd get in there and make it a game. Maybe backdoor it. Yeah, that's what I thought. I do. It is tough to say because a game is literally still happening. Like There's like 20 minutes of game time left. But it would be quite a statement if the Eagles just smacked up Green Bay and won by, by like three touchdowns. To me, that's a good win. I would consider that a good win. I know they got the Titans next week too. They still leave me wanting a little something. I know they've had a tough time stopping the run and they've gone to the retirement home and gotten Sue and Linval Joseph to try to clean that up. But I don't really like their chances of doing that in the year 2020. I think Dallas, you did win on Thanksgiving and I know it was the Giants covered and I know the Giants did pretty well considering how many guys were hurt, but that was a, uh, that was a thumping. Like you didn't play well in the first half and you still thumped them pretty good. So uh, I think they look more and more impressive by the day. And I, I hate to say this, 
because you say this all the time and I don't really want to give you credit for this because I find it annoying when you say this, but Michael Gallup is pretty freaking good, dude. And if you get OBJ on top of that, which it looks like you're going to get, like CD, OBJ, Michael Gallup, and Schultz, Dak will have no excuse if he messes that up. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Uh, Michael Gallup finally feeling looking good after his ACL and uh, he's kind of what I've been saying all these years great deep threat he's just like he's the perfect number two <laughs> receiver like he's he is what you want I didn't say that I didn't say and, that um, on on your point of the Giants cover like that was just unbelievable like the series of events leading up Cowboys are up what 15 about to kick a field goal Brett Maher walks out after I apologized to him last week uh, misses it like we predicted kind of before the season misses it uh giants get the ball with like one minute they're obviously going to do nothing what? with a drive then michael parsons decides he wants to get a penalty so that was an unbelievable backdoor and i'm happy we got it yeah just like we predicted in august brett yeah. maher would miss the kick to go up by 17 uh, we would because that's yeah. what he does like mm. we i i because I, I knew who he was at the start. the show yeah. predicted i'll say the show predicted <laughs> right. The show said he would nail like all the long like 56, 60 yard kicks, but when he gets like the go up, like go up and just make this forty yard kick, he's he just misses. I don't know what happens. Wow! Shout out to whoever is going back and to this famous show in August and, and reviewing her bet Roger takes. Yes, please let me know who you are if you do it, yeah. and it, I'm gonna. I have a feeling I'll be hearing from Adam on that topic in a couple hours. Yeah. That's the way. Um, but I do like Kansas City at the top of this. In the good zone, it is going into the day. We can decide who we want to keep in and go out. But Miami, Minnesota, New York Giants, Cincinnati, Seattle, Baltimore, and San Francisco. To me, the one that really jumps out is getting closer to the elite zone is Miami. And I know they thumped around the Texans, and that's not really that much to write home about. But they were up 30 to nothing at the half. And I just wouldn't want to play this team in the playoffs. They have a lot of ways to beat you. I think they're really, really clever. And as much as I was knocking them earlier in the season for a pretty poor win streak, to me, they jump out as the team that's closest to that level right now. Which one do you think is closest there, Owen? Um, I think it's between San Francisco and Miami, probably. Um, like you, you, I think you were right about Miami. Like they, they beat you in so many different ways. They're so deep there. The receiving core is so good. I think Tua is really good. I'm not going to, I know they won today um, with, um, you know, Skylar Thompson there at the end, even. So, you know, I think they are a really, really good team. I think they're really well coached. Um, and I could see them beating every, I could see them beating any team in the NFL on any given Sunday. And then with the, um, Niners, we've kind of talked about it. Like they were, they've been banged up all year, but they're starting to get their. At this point, I think they've basically got most of their guys back, and uh, you know, Jimmy G looks relatively comfortable, I guess, out there. And uh, I think they they they're in a similar boat where their defense is so good um, that they can beat probably any team that they're against. Yeah, I think they're kind of like if you put them together, they'd be the perfect team because the Niners' defense is unbelievable and the Miami offense is really their calling card. I did Jimmy G did revert back to Jared G today. I would like the record to state that he dropped a whopping like six points on at home. Nice against the Saints, tough opponent, but I do agree they're getting close. Alex, where do you stand on the best team in this tier? Um, well, I'd actually like to make a sub. I'd like to submit two teams to move into elite. Um, so first one definitely Miami um, 
I mean, they're eight and three, and in in terms of the like teams in the elite zone, I think they can hang with everybody. Um, probably Chiefs would be the toughest for them, but I think they're right there with the Eagles, um, right there with the Bills. So I think it's it's time that we move them up to the to the elite zone. They're just they're just really good. Like there's there's no other way to say it. Um, and then I I I think it's time we move up Minnesota to elite two. They're tied for. Um, or sorry, they're they're tied for the second best record in the NFL. They're nine and two. They beat the Pats. I I think it's time to move them up. I think they're a pretty good team. I like they have Justin Jefferson. They're they're very good. That's <laughs> unbelievable. This they're, is they're a very good team. I think we should move them up. I think having a nine and two team and good is was that a convincing is, win for you against the Pats? Like was that a good win? Yeah, I think the Pats are a good team. And they, and they like, were down too. They were down on Thanksgiving. Kirk actually won on prime time i think it was a very convincing win i like it it could have been a statement i personally it, it didn't really state anything to me but i could see how you could see it as a statement win, just, which is your thing i mean they just beat the pats by one possession again with like a nice turnover i know but when i look oh, at the teams turnover. in here like i think the bills i think they could hang with the bills and the eagles like i don't think those are teams that are better than the vikings at all I want to throw my support behind the Miami take, but I'm gonna I'm gonna step away from the Vikings. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm additionally stepping away from the Vikings, but I'm okay with Miami going there. I mean, I I could see I can see arguments for either side. Adam, do you have a strong opinion? I don't have a strong opinion on Miami. I have a pretty strong opinion on not moving the Vikings up. Okay, so we'll move Miami up because then we've got two guys who are one guy who's really strong about it, one guy could see it either way, two guys could see it either way. So I, I, th- okay, Miami, congratulations, you're moving up. Is there a team in here that you want to move down? I guess the candidates for that immediately would be Seattle, Baltimore, and the New York Giants, who are the three teams that suffered losses today. To me, I don't really want to move the Giants down, but the bloom might be off this rose, is what I'm saying. I didn't think you were gonna go the Giants. Um, can I? I'll suggest another team we can talk about the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I like. I feel like they just tricked us. Like they're tricking the whole world into thinking they're like some sick team, and they're just not doing it this year. Yeah. But we always feel like we're always like, oh, you know, it's the Ra-, like they've been leading and all. Like you're not winning. You lost I'm, to the Jags. I mean, they're they're what are seven they? And seven four. And, they're seven. And and you lost to the Jags. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, but there's really been well. some heat losses for a lot of these teams too. So yeah. yeah, I'm okay. I think they're right up there with the Bengals. Bengals are seven and four, and I think the Chiefs lost the to the Colts. Seven and four. Yeah, Seahawks have had some bad losses lately. I'm okay to keep them in good or move them down. I mean, I mean, I think we're lower on them than most people are already. So I, I'm okay to keep them there, but I, I can understand that. Is anybody you want to see move down, Alex? Nah, I'd, I'd honestly just keep everybody where they're at. This is a tough tier. I think I'd just keep everybody. It is. It's hard to get a read on these ones. Uh, Frisky, we can hit that tier. There is going into today, it was Tennessee, Washington, Tampa Bay, Chargers, Jets, Patriots, Falcons. Is there anybody that jumps out to you there as an imposter, Adam? Like, which one are you seeing in there that you really think doesn't belong, either good or bad? Um, definitely the Falcons. Um, I think they're long overdue. The unserious yeah. demotion. Um, 
like they started off the season well and we were all like you know falcon six and oh against the spread seven oh against the spread this team's like keeping you in games and it's just not it anymore they're just not a good team yeah that was a bit of a tough go today somehow uh they tricked me into thinking that their quarterback wasn't Mariota, and then today I was reminded that it actually is Mariota. But I have a hard time moving them down because Tampa Bay is only five and six. Like they're not out of the division; they could still win the division. But yeah, I can but the see whole the division argument. sucks. Like it's yeah. not a you're not a frisky team just for like being in first in that division. You're beating the poverty. Like you're you're winning out on poverty. So. Okay, I don't hate the move. Owen, is there anybody you see there? I'd move the Falcons down. Yeah, all right. We can say goodbye to him because I think Alex is... If there's anything I know about Alex, he has a long and checkered history with the Falcons, and this is a nice mm-hmm. way to knock him down a peg. Yeah. All right, we can do that then. So they moved down. I think the Chargers had a nice win today, obviously. They went for two at the end of the game, but I'm not really going to... They get... can chill here for a bit. Yeah, they, they really can. Sure. <laughs> you said it for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can take a little bit of a rest. There's no problem with keeping him here. No, yeah, no rush to move him <laughs> at all. You're not going to give him a Super Bowl trophy for beating Kyler Murray at home? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, oh, we also just newly promoted the Bucks like last week, and then they just lost to an unserious team. So. My thing with the Bucks is their injuries are starting to pile up a little bit. Like if Tristan Wirfs is out for a while... That's a bad, bad omen. I. But they're also going to win their division, probably. Exactly, and they still have Tom Brady. So if they make the playoffs, like they could win a game. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they've got some frisk. I think Frisky's good. They, there's got some frisk. Yeah, I agree. They're on the lower end because I don't rate them as high as I rate the Jets or the Chargers, but they're still in that category. That's not like they would get blown out by either, either of those teams. The Durs are on fire though. Six of their last seven are wins. Um, in spite of the, uh, are we going to call it a statue that they unveiled today? That was a bit of a tough scene with the, uh, soccer cleats, Adidas pants, Reebok jersey. That was really, really suave. It was like, what do we have in the closet and put it on and call it a statue? Nice job guys. But they're looking good. And that was a good win for them getting the turnover at the goal line. There's something, you know, they're playing the giants this week and that's a big test for them. I feel like that's a statement game. Whoever wins that one is going to the NFC I think, East. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, definitely. If, if the com- commanders end up winning that game, I think we should switch switch teams the teams out. Mm-hmm. And commanders yes. should go up to good, and the Giants should move down a peg. Yeah, and they are holding the last playoff spot right now with the Seattle loss. I still feel like if they played Seattle, Seattle would win. I still feel like that would be the case. But, Adam, you were really enjoying Brian Robinson's giant hat. Yeah, um, he said, let me know if you want to get one. Um, this is me letting you know that I'd like to get one. I don't know how else I'm supposed to let you know, but this is me letting you know. So if They're anyone sees sick. the link, yeah, if anyone sees the link to the website for the Giant Hats, just DM it to me. Well, I did. I literally would buy one too. That is the coolest thing I've seen. You did? I I, I have an idea. We all go. I hot. think we should all get giant hats. Yeah. Just do the pod with giant hats on. This what's is the what... price? What's like? That's the. Uh, the price doesn't matter though. It. Like I'm paying whatever. It kind of matters. Do you want to know the price? I know the price. I want to know. What's the price? It's 75 USD. Oh, oh, that's nothing. Come on. <laughs> that's that's crazy, dude. That's 100 I'm, bucks. Dude, but do you see how big that hat is? Like that is so much like. Sure, you're getting a lot of hat. Yeah. That's like you're getting a lot of hat for your buck. 
Here's the yeah. I will buy it if you guys buy it. But the thing I'm is, I'm buying group order. You, you get to choose what logo you want on it because they're not licensed by anybody. So what if we threw our logo on it? Oh yeah, <laughs> that would Don't. be so sick. I kind of want to throw the NFL logo on it. Okay, that's a fire Ooh. one too. I kind of want to throw the Colts on there. <laughs> Why do you want to throw the Colts? <laughs> to go with the my Matt Ryan jersey. Raw. You'd be looking like yeah. the swaggiest guy around. All right. Well, I we'll know. get a group hack order going on the big hats. If somebody else does it, I will come with you, but I'm not doing it alone. So. Phil, I think I'm going to do it because I want to wear it during Yeah, the well, fall. you have a full-time job. All right. You, like, you have a job, too. I think, I think, we, can save, I think we can save up 70, like, like 90 Canadian dollars. 100. I think it's possible. I think we could do it. It's Christmas time. Gift to yourself situation. Yeah. If there's anything I know about Owen is that is a way too impractical of a purchase for a hundred bucks for him. Big hat though. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not something <laughs> I would buy under normal circumstances. No. Okay. Well, we've got a couple guys who are going to be I buying I just need to hats. see Phil wearing a big hat. I so. think it would suit me pretty well. I would love well. to wear the big hat, but... Yeah, Adam, let's get in on it. We'll sleep on it, and then let's get back to it, because I think it's a good idea for us. Unserious tier coming into the day, we had Detroit, Arizona, New Orleans, Cleveland, Chicago, Indianapolis, and Green Bay. Detroit kind of had a statement loss. If there was ever a time to bust out that term on Thursday, that was the best they've played in a long time, and I thought they looked pretty good, giving it to Buffalo a little bit there. Amonra St. Brown might be a top-10 receiver. I hate to sit on that take, but... He's nasty, and they got playmakers. Jared Goff inside is not that bad. Who do you think won the trade? Well, Stafford the, trade. The Rams did win the Super Bowl, so that kind of, <laughs> that kind of makes it hard. But the Lions will be picking in the top five this year thanks to the Rams, so I think both sides are very happy. It couldn't have worked out better for either one, in my opinion. Like I hate to do this because I predicted them to win the division, but I think the Saints are entering poverty. They're yeah. on the road. I think Dennis Allen might be, in fact, not Sean Payton and might just actually be bad. Mm-hmm. That would be my opinion. It's almost like the uh, the two-year tenure he had with the Raiders when he went like 3-13 and 13 both years. That might just be who he is. I don't know. Could just be. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly, yeah, I agree with Adam. We could move him down for sure. But the unserious teams, I don't really have much. Like, Browns are on the cusp. Good lines loss, but definitely not enough to move them up to Frisky or anything. But <laughs> with the Browns, I'd just wait to see Deshaun Watson, what he's looking like, and then we can talk. Talk. Frisky. I like the Lions a lot. I think that was a statement close game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so that too. That was Thanksgiving, though, and they prepared just for that. Yeah, that's true. And but we've if they win been again, hating on the Bills. So you got to take a couple points off. Yeah, but, I mean, that's still an unserious hanging with an elite. I don't care the circumstances. They're nine-point dogs. They could have yeah. won out. Yeah. Like, none of the other teams really moved the needle for me as far as the promotion. The Browns are, I mean, I'm sorry, the Browns are pretty bad. And plus, Deshaun Watson hasn't played in, like, it seems like two years. We don't have yeah, too many question marks. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see after next week. If he does well yeah. next week, then. Of course, yeah. Yeah, okay. then we'll take a look at them. We'll, we'll consider the application. But, I mean, I'm not going to hand out it. Well, we did move the Dolphins up for being the Texans, so I'm going to stop myself before <laughs> I say that. Um, the Cardinals, I do like that they're 0-3 since Warzone came out. I do like that. And I also like that Kyler Murray went up after the game and said, schematically, we're just effed. Nice, dude. Nice. Just throw everybody under the bus. It's not your problem. It's it's clearly everybody yeah. else's fault. It's the schematics. It's the schematics. Nice, Kyler. 
what a great guy he seems like. He seems like he's really happy all the time. So he he. But schematics aren't his thing, though. Yeah. Like there's nothing he can do about schematics. Yeah, it's not like yeah. he could study them or change them at all. No. He's yeah, gonna... and it's not like he like calls plays ever. Exactly. Has ever done that before? Yeah. Uh, that's actually a good, good little turntables for him there. Hey, Kyler, if the schematics are so bad, like you're kind of the igniter of this offense here. You yeah, called the plays uh, in the preseason. You yeah. set the table for the season. You're yeah. kind of like the headset guy. Like you, you, <laughs> you know how the headset works. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let's explain yeah. that to everybody. He did say yeah. it was just like Madden. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Kind of a tough scene. <laughs> I it, genuinely, if I was a Cardinal fan, depressed fan power rankings number one. Obviously, Broncos fans. They got to be at the lowest of the low. But I think I got yeah. the Cardinals at two, dude. I think those fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do. I have a, co- yeah. a coach that sucks until 2027 and a quarterback who hates him for just as long. So Yeah, them and the Raiders, I feel bad for. Yeah, we did do the Raiders pretty dirty. Alex can vouch, so tough scene. It's okay. Two wins in a row. It's not too bad right now. Yeah, it's water's fine. That's the spirit. Yeah. Poverty zone. Anybody you want to see come out of here? For me, I think maybe the Jags. Mm-hmm. Let's move the Raiders out. <laughs> I'm, I'm down to move the raiders out are you serious like to a new tier like a poverty plus yeah two uh pretty decent wins right yeah like pretty impressive win in seattle uh-huh. ot banger in denver yep <laughs> so so i'm not saying they're like you know top of the unserious category but but you know, they, they did be bottom denver. feeders but in they the did beat denver twice this year uh-huh. in an ot bang they, they can be they can be uh bottom feeders in the unserious category i like that four and seven yeah pretty good not bad you know in a tough division preseason it was tough predicted di- really to be a tough, tough division. division yeah so that's pretty impressive if you consider it like that not bad yeah. at all. I, I seriously don't think the Jags, I could move them out of here, but I could also see reasons to keep them in because that could just be the best game of the season. And I do kind of have an infatuation with the Jags where they, you know, they pull out the chair and then, did you ever have that thing where you stood up for the national anthem back in like grade four or five and then the kid would pull your chair out when you weren't oh. looking and then you go sit down? That's what Terrible. the Jags are about to do to me if I move them up. That was definitely Owen. Owen oh, yeah, I think it's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Random thought. Remember, uh, remember tasing like in grades yes. like four and five, Absolutely. bro. Yeah. Oh, Owen says I oh. remember it in grade ten and eleven. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, grade Owen 12. was a taser then. Really? Oh, he's I, dude, it's so fun. It is so fun tasing. <laughs> just, just a little food for thought. Yeah, tase zone. I like that. Um, tase zone. <laughs> Okay, we can keep the Jags in. I got no beef with the Jags. They can stay in. Um, I like how uh, we didn't take Alex serious. No, yeah, no, you guys that was, didn't that take was, uh, me seriously at all. Because <laughs> you were clearly kidding. There's no way that they're. I, well, <laughs> okay. You know what? Well, I don't even know who we play next. Like, see, they've just got me in shambles. Schedule Master doesn't even know who we're playing next. But Do some if research. they win, I think we should move them up to unser- against the Chargers. Are, is Denver the worst? Are they the worst of the poverty? The poorest of the poor? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, Raiders? 
No, Denver. Denver. Oh, Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denver is the worst, and they're featured in the Poop Pack worst game of the day, Broncos-Panthers. If if this game... I love Brian Burns taking a shit on them, too, doing the Russell Wilson, like, celly with, like, the arms uh, spread out wide. (laughs) That was sick, dude. Looking up to God. Like, oh, that was so sick. I would... I mean... It's getting ugly because we saw that random D tackle on the Broncos just lay into Russ on the sideline, which was pretty good. The highlight of that video, though, it wasn't him or Russ. It was Nate Hackett standing there pretending like he didn't hear it. That was the real highlight of the video. That's a classic. Yeah. Like, I didn't know, dude. I wasn't, I was on the other I was so locked into the game. I was coaching my ass off (laughs) that I actually didn't know (laughs) there was a fight going on. He's like, somebody got mad at you, dude? Like, are you sure? Are you sure they weren't just talking to the coach like <laughs> 19 for 35 with 142 is such a i love that he had so negative good. fantasy points at halftime he was going <laughs> in dude he had a great game today he finally found the end zone in the fourth quarter against that just titanic panthers defensive front that's caused havoc throughout the whole league i mean the panthers defense is probably worth so many first round picks to the rams if you think about it though yeah if you want to they're break not it down bad that way. they're not bad and let me you know i saw colin cowherd had his whole cringe tweet like oh tom brady lost and sam darnold won like who was right in all seriousness what? sam darnold not you know he's better than baker so the panthers might be able to rattle off some wins barely you think he, barely? I think he's like noticeably better than Baker. No, well, it's one game. I've seen him play many, many yeah, games in the NFL, yeah, exactly. and he is barely better than Baker. He is barely. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. But the Broncos are the well. I actually can't say the Broncos are the bottom of the poverty because the Texans are maybe the worst team True. these two eyes have ever seen. To be <laughs> honest. True. Yeah, but when you take in consideration like where we were like starting out, and like what the expectations were. I think there's nothing more poverty than where the Broncos are at right now. Because with the Texans, we kind of expected it. Yeah. But with the Broncos, it is so poverty. It's literal poverty because I don't even know what they do. (laughs) They don't even have a future anymore. At least the Texans do. Like At least the Texans have their first-round picks. These guys don't have their first-round picks. They locked Russ for like six years. Eight, eight. They have a horrible coach. Like, it's a disaster. They got Latavius Murray. Yeah. The rock. It, it, yes. Those are my favorite people. Anybody out there who is bidding for Latavius Murray in fantasy? Cut Melvin Gordon. I love those people. It's like, That's oh, me. He let me off. get my hands on this dangerous Bronco offense. I need Latavius Murray. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's worth some fat. Like, he dropped 12 today. I'm happy well, with that. He's worth $0 to me. So okay. <laughs> congrats on his 12 against the Panthers, but he was not getting any bids from my perspective. The Broncos are absolutely stuck, though. I mean, you said the Texans have a future. The Texans have the thought of a future. They have no pieces to build towards that future that you speak of. But the Broncos yeah. have negative future. The Broncos are stuck. And I saw they said they're not going to fire Nate Hackett and they're just going to decide about keeping him for next year at the end of the yeah. season. What oh. more do you want to see, dude? Like, <laughs> I, I decided five months ago that this guy was More time to gel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's exactly what they need. It, I mean, him standing up in front of that Raider game, the Raider OT banger and saying somebody's <laughs> got to win this game should have been the death blow for his uh, his coaching candidacy. But, man, ugly scenes with the Broncos. Anything else you wanted to talk about NFL this week that we didn't get to? Or Well, um, Jordan Love's coming into the game. Live update. Yep. And mm-hmm. the Eagles Boy. look really good because Aaron Rodgers has he's they just keep panning to him in the locker room with no pads on, like walking or in the oh, hallway. Yeah. yeah, no. So, well, he has a broken thumb, but he was good to play through it until they went behind two touchdowns. Now he's hurt again. <laughs> so tough scene. Right. Can't yes. go anymore. 
that's a bit of a tough pickle for Aaron <laughs> Rodgers to work his way through. So too bad, dude. Too bad. I beat Adam by four yards in fantasy. Not to brag or anything. Yes. I How also did I know you were gonna bring this up. Because you did something that was so out of this world that made me so mad. I started ETN, who gets hurt on his first carry, gets three yards. Mooney gets hurt because the Metfield, MetLife Stadium grass like will literally break your body if you stand on it. So he gets hurt without a catch. I text Adam and I say, you're fluking this way to this win because two of my players have combined for three yards and they're not coming back in. And then Adam had the audacity to reply with, yeah, but I bid for the Kansas City defense and forgot to put them in. So we're kind of even. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm not really fluking a win. Well, first of all, I lost. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, (laughs) I had a lot of good players on my bench that I just forgot to put in. And normally, Phil is, like, pretty gracious. I don't do it, but I know he does it for some other people in our league where it's like you forget to start someone, oh, I'll sub them in for you. But when you're playing Phil, that's not an option, so. Yeah, I'll do it (laughs) for you. Can I provide an update, too? Yeah. I beat Adam six to nothing in trivia this week too. Yeah, so I'm officially I officially two and zero against members of the show. So for in trivia the for the people who listen with a combined score of twelve to right. zero. Right. So for the people who listen, meaning they've never oh, nobody scored a point against. Yeah. Me. So so for can the I people who now? listen, yes, yes, you can. Okay. So for the people who listened last week when I said I uninstalled the app, um, that was true. So Owen played against like a ghost of me and won six nothing, and I was right. Like, that's really how that works. Right. That works. I mean, ghost you can you. you can literally Google it in Trivia Crack if you don't reply for thirty six hours. It just gives them their turn back. So Owen mm. would just wait thirty six hours over and over again until he beat me, and then he posted. I it. mean, over and over again would have been one time. So. Okay, so you did it one time. Mm. <laughs> Raw. Uh, so, anyways, how about that Canada? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Canada loss. Well, this thrilling conversation can't come to an end, but if it had to, we could talk about Canada, who lost four to one to Croatia. Tough scene. Adam, you're the World Cup guy. They're eliminated. I mean, they did have that moment where they scored in the first sixty seconds. That was pretty cool. And then they proceeded to get absolutely demolished. To say that Croatia had their way, I mean, that's an understatement of understatements. They could have beat them like eight to one. Yeah, um, I think, like, maybe not the whole nation, but, like, most people were, like, pretty thrilled after the goal within 60 seconds. Um, Like, we were all going crazy. And you, like, had a bit of belief for a little bit. And then, like, five minutes later when you saw Croatia, like, with permanent possession, chance after chance after chance. And then you realize we're playing against, like, Luka Modric, um, Kovacic, Perisic. Perisic. Like all these insane players, and we have like Jonathan David out there. It's like <laughs> you kind of realize we have Jonathan David, and we, you know who we have to match up against them? Atiba Hutchinson. Yeah, like they're rocking the like Luka Modric, Kovacic, like midfield, and everyone's like, oh, it's okay. Luka Modric is old, like this. And we have Atiba Hutchinson playing in his position, like the oldest player at the World Cup, who's awful. Yeah. So it was yeah, funny he... because the the croatian players they wouldn't even have to like you know usually you're trying to like deke a guy out or something or do like a quick one two they were just like ru- like run right <laughs> at him and just right by him because by the time he turned his hips they were already gone yeah. like it was so bad yeah <laughs> it's a tough scene it and like really going tough. forward though like 2026 people are all talking about that because canada's like locked into host right is there like any hope that we can spawn some guys in a couple years to well, be I better mean, than team, we are well this is already an improvement like 
we've as long as I've been alive, we've never been in a World Cup. And like all these players are young, other than <laughs> Tiva Hutchinson. But the rest of them are like young players that are, you know, getting signed to bigger and bigger clubs. So like it's gonna be the same roster next year. Um, just with more experience and like playing at better clubs. So I mean, there's a bit of hope. I think we just need to like have a bit more of like a team mentality. How yeah. did Miller play? Uh, he got cooked guy. at the end of the game. He got really sauced on. Mm. Only... <laughs> He's a bit. He needs to maybe get. Into yeah, shape. when you concede yeah. four goals, your center back normally like did not have a great game. So. The Owen Scout uh, he's, he's like Kevin Garnett out there, bro. He is <laughs> dripping beads yes. of sweat. It's crazy. It's crazy. I do love how Canada just has these random guys. They're like the announcer. I don't really like the TSN announcer to be honest. They're like because I wish we had yeah, the, he's pretty bad. I wish we had the better like you know the actual British announcers or whatever nationality like the true World Cup guys instead of this Canadian guy. But when he said at one point he was like Johnson to Hutchinson that's that Montreal to Montreal connection oh, I was like great because we're playing against Spurs Chelsea Real Madrid <laughs> like go down the line everybody on their team is playing in the Champions League and we're talking about the FC Montreal to Montreal connection yeah well that's something like Matt Devlin on the Raptors uh broadcast yes. is saying like Chris Boucher to Ken Burke <laughs> like and that's that montreal connection it's like you're not saying that during the world cup game my guy yeah and like last thing we need bro last thing we need is guys when they like pull up and like rip like a 30 foot like banger it's like and atiba hutchinson from grand prairie like wow that almost went in (laughs) yeah and i have to say like um like shout out Alfonso Davies, like twenty two years old. You scored the first ever Canada goal. Like it's fitting. Like if I had to handpick someone to score the first ever Canada World Cup goal, um, it would be you. And if but he like, had to handpick someone, he would also pick himself. He would also pick himself, <laughs> I'm sure. And uh but like beyond you scoring the goal, like getting on the end of that header, I mean like at one point I pulled his stats out, it was like dispossessed five times, eighty percent pass accuracy two out of seven on dribbles and like this doesn't like people don't really understand that what two of seven completed dribbles mean like Neymar is going for three to four dribbles in a game like Neymar is and you're Alfonso David you play left back right like this isn't your territory so I'm not like he just kind of thinks he's the entire team and why is it gets a little cringe why is canada so bad at passing from you know what i've seen i just it didn't seem like they were very willing like they weren't great at making the extra pass i just don't think i don't think he likes to pass and i think everyone like feels pressured to pass to him but any team is going to look bad at passing when they're just like simply outclassed and croatia is just Croatia is just they have probably the best midfield in the tournament so we have Morocco coming up who like everyone was kind of like before the tournament's like oh this is the one we can like maybe look for the win in and Morocco looks like the best team in the group right now so so is there any path for Canada or is it no they're out no they're out second team out after Qatar yeah heat that's rough yeah I mean to be fair like they did kind of exceed the expectations in the Belgium game they did score first which is a good moment like there is progress, like you said, they did make the World Cup, and the fact that they missed qualifying, I don't know that it's really their fault because everybody in this group beat up on each other, so it's not much that they could do to control that. But still, kind of a bummer to be eliminated. But yeah, whatever. 
tough scene. We could talk about them next. Do you want do you want them to like win next game or I think if Morocco wins Croatia's um, out, right? I mean, personally, like I'm kind of a fan of Morocco. It's like Algeria's neighbor, kind of like like neighboring oh. like ally But you also country. you live in Canada. You though. also born in Canada yeah. and live here. Live there your whole yeah, life. Yeah, but Canada's like done for anyway. I don't like them winning wouldn't help anyone. So I don't really care if they win. Um, like hopefully they look wow. good, but I would rather Morocco <laughs> win and get out of this group in first. That's crazy. I love that is I wild. love Philadelphia and letting Adam know that he lives in yeah, Canada. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> what a wild take. That was interesting, dude. That I mean, was they really gained, out of they gained nothing from winning. Like play they well. Gained, of course. You don't think those guys would benefit from like a World they Cup? They would win? benefit. Yeah. yeah. And That's you true. can say to your kids, you saw the first ever Canada World Cup win. I'll see it. I'll see it next year. I'll see the first ever Canada well, World you Cup. You actually won't champion. see it next year. In 2026. Okay, there. Yeah. That's the spirit. But do you think <laughs> Adam's going to have dude. kids in four years? No. Okay. Oh, Lee, well, what a question. Surprised <laughs> that he might dark horse Adam. He might. That and, is a. But then you want to the I'm definitely the biggest. <laughs> yeah. I'm the Plus biggest dark horse on the show. That's for sure. I'm definitely right. the. I'm definitely fourth in odds. So. Well, I think Owen's really? number one in odds. Owen's really? number one well, for sure. <laughs> Shocker! That's a screamer. I would say I'm like probably third or fourth. I'd say Owen is third in odds. But yes, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All I mean, right. If I have any control over it, yeah. There, I think we yeah. can end this topic now too. I think we've reached the which reached the wits end with I have the a feeling World that's Cup not going to make it on the show. No, it'll stay. Like, okay, good. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing's getting cut. Um, Alex, Serbia, you you lost to Brazil. Now, okay, that's like whatever, right? Like you, yeah. you sort of played a style you didn't like. You can go into that, but now you're playing at two a.m. from when we're recording this. Three, 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 three a.m. Big difference. While he's um, at work. Yeah. So I, yeah. I already know this, but I want you to explain to the people what your plan is to watch the game because you're going to be up. So tell them about this. Yeah. So I'm working a night shift. Um. So yeah, I'll just be bringing the uh, good old iPad and I'll just have it, you know, sitting there. <laughs> um while i'm at my computer like while you're cheating patients well i'm at the computer like half the time so but yes i will not be bringing the ipad into patients rooms like (laughs) (laughs) that's for sure but i'll just keep it there at the computer so um maybe some of my coworkers, if they want to catch a few minutes of the game too they can so yeah that's the plan big game if we uh if i we need to be cameroon if we can't be cameroon then it's pretty embarrassing um for us not not that cameroon's a bad team because i think they're a good team but like just once again having another tough world cup without getting out of the group stage would, would suck so um and then yeah i guess that mean we'd be the third team i think eliminated which would suck so yeah anyways the brazil game it is what it is i thought our defense actually played really really well to hang with some of those guys and only lose two nil was really good but i thought the offense was just horrible I, th- I didn't think we created one good chance where you could say wow that like they actually could have scored there we had brazil on their heels for a minute or two um so i'd like to see the offense come a bit more alive i think we should go with the two striker combo i thought just having mitrovic up top was not tactics alex let's go was not good i think we have to have vlahovic and mitrovic so you know i, I agree vlahovic, a little bit. vlahovic for sure should be out there vlahovic well apparently he was a little injured so i don't know if they were saving him you know for this mm. game so but i think we should go with because that's what we've been playing with the two striker combo so i think we got to go with that can i go into injury corner here do you have any take on you guys like purposely injuring like the best player at the world cup like, and him no if you actually go look at it like it wasn't like 
what I'm saying is it wasn't because of our player like stepping on his ankle or like crushing his ankle. He rolls his ankle before the guy actually gets to him mm. is what I'm saying. Mm. But everyone's like, oh, like Serbia, like murdered Neymar. Sure, we played him tough. Very tough. But like Very we tough. didn't like like what's our what's the what do we have purposely injuring Neymar like we're not playing them I mean it's tactics like he's the most fouled player at the World Cup already after one game and he's the best like he's probably the yeah, best and player he at dives, the World Cup so he dives 50% of the time he's, like if you watch those that's like that's kind of a bad narrative but bad narrative if you don't if you're not jumping when <laughs> did you're you getting, watch the game I did. if you don't <laughs> you did not watch no, the no. game because people don't expose not, adam you didn't watch the game he's exposed. not simulating no no there's a difference between diving and what he's doing he's not like simulating contact he's there's contact and if you're getting tackled and you don't jump at least a little bit you're gonna break your leg you need to jump over the tackle and fall like you need to learn how to fall to protect your body that's what he's doing i know and no one no one falls better than Neymar. Yeah, I mean, he's that good guy, at it. He that guy, he's like a goalie out yeah, there. Yeah, because he gets fouled <laughs> He's like a, a goalie out he's there. He's good at it. No, I don't think... Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they were all fouls, but... Anyways, okay. I don't think... Like, I don't think we injured him. If you go look at the play, like, he rolls his ankle before the guy gets to him, so... Okay. There we go. Neymar injury corner. I like that, Adam. Good trip to injury and corner. And then he brought Maybe us the referee corner with... I don't think they were all fouls. Yes, yes, that was good too. I like that. We really went inside the game there. I thought we hit a, a peak inside the game when we were talking about the two-striker combo, but then we dove in a little deeper, and Owen and I were just sitting <laughs> yeah. here eating the popcorn, you drinking know. it in. Yeah. yeah, that's a type of level we haven't hit yet, but no. maybe in time, maybe in time. Yeah. Michigan beat Ohio State. Big mm, sports yes. story. Banger. Yeah. Not really a college football podcast, so I can't really go inside the game, but I did watch and I did enjoy it, so... I have that much to say. Owen, you have anything here? Um, no, but I think it's starting to round into shape who the uh, who's going to play in the playoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like that I way. think after the SEC championship game, that'll be the that's like the last domino to fall, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. But even then, there's still a roadmap for maybe two SECs to get in there. So that's what I'm saying because it could be it's going to be Georgia regardless. But Georgia's not going to lose. So right, not likely. So, and you're, so, so you're saying that even in spite of them winning, there's a path for two SEC teams? Yeah, and I would, I mean, I think... Which one? If TCU loses, then you would maybe think that Alabama's still alive and in play. With two losses? Yeah, maybe, I don't know. If TCU loses, wild. it opens the door for lots of situations. That's yeah, true. There's a lot of uh, things, variables at play there, so... Uh, I did like Nebraska picking up Matt Rule, though. Huge move. Lock him down <laughs> when you can because he had such a successful stint. I do think he'll be pretty good, but he's like perfect Nebraska. Like team struggling for identity. Like, let's get Matt Rule. Like, this is perfect. Lock <laughs> him down. I don't know how much money he made, but I'm willing to bet it was way more than anybody else would have given him. So good for him. Um, weekend winners and losers, and then we can get on out of here. Alex, you want to go first? I'll go with mine, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm just going to go, we already talked about it, but I'm going to go with big hats because, <laughs> and first of all, few, few reason why winner, winner, Brian Robinson, because he's repping his own guy. I think it's like some like family friend, childhood friend. He's like repping his own guy and he's willing to like, you know, put on the brand, shout him out. And like his buddy is going to get my money now because he was willing to, you know, wear the hat and promote it. So shout out. And second of all, I'm going to have a big hat. So I'm going to wear my big hat. Um, it's going to look, I can't stop looking at the photo. Like it's just the best, it's the best photo ever. I need a big hat. Um, so my winner of the week is big hats. I like it's, that. it's awesome. I, I love it. Seriously. If you do buy one, let me know. I'll get in. 
I don't yep. want to do it, but I think I have to in this occasion. So yep. I would also jump in. Owen, you have anything in winners? Uh, yeah, I just have one. Um, and it's Kirk Cousins. So this week uh, that he played on Thanksgiving, um, big primetime game for him. Um, and before the game, there was a lot of obviously bets and props and stuff placed on the game. And one of those was 100% of the public bet that he would throw an interception. So I think the over-under was five. And I think 100% of the public action, literally 100% of the public action was on him to throw an interception, which did cash. But the reason he's a winner is because he cashed and he still won the game. So Kirk, um, you know, he, he was able to overcome the struggles and then eat some turkey and hopefully got back to his kids at a reasonable hour. I hope so. For his sake, yeah. I, I, I hope that that, well... I guarantee it did happen. So uh, I, yeah. I know that that was a priority for him. I did see him eating <laughs> down the turkey too in the locker room, which was big stuff. Um, I have two winners this week. My first one, it's just a guy. I don't know if you saw him. He was at the Grambling State Southern game, and it looked like didn't see him. It didn't yeah. see him, eh? It looked like he was lighting a blunt in the stands. He was like rolling like a lighter across the entire surface area of the subject. So everybody like they tweeted the video like, "Yo, guys at the Georgia Southern Grambling State game, whatever, um, smoking a blunt in the stands." Well, he actually came out and then said, "Here's what I was actually doing." I had a cold rib and I was using my lighter to heat no it up. Way. He was just grazing <laughs> it across the surface and he was heating up a rib. So shout out to this guy. That's just a legendary move. Where do you sneak in ribs though? Like, is that like a sock thing or I don't really know. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. I it's I don't like, know how how tight do you think the security is at Georgia Southern Grambling? I maybe build it loose. Maybe maybe not exactly TSA. So but yeah, I think you could be right there. Um and then I my second second winner i don't know if it's a winner or loser but i got shams he kind of had a whirlwind week um first of all he went on an interview with Kay adams did you see this Kay adams was was just throwing herself at him which was crazy to watch i mean she's like a legend in the game everybody loves Kay adams so that was a crazy scene and then he can't he came out that he uh he's actually hoop central which is like a uh, burner account type thing that tweets out a bunch of NBA stuff. So he kind of got exposed, but also kind of a power move. Shows he's like a social media like god. He's like created two empires for himself. I don't know, Alex. How'd you feel about the thing? He said if he's the guy behind Hoop Central. Yeah, because Hoop Central, when you think about it, actually they're pretty accurate with a lot of their stuff too. Which I was like, how do they like? Because they get quite a few stuff right. So, but good for him. I mean, he's just constantly on Twitter then. Like, yeah, his screen time must be like 15 crazy. hours. I know, but yeah, good for him, man. Yeah, big stuff. Losers, what'd you have, Alex? Uh, my loser, I got one today, and it's um, concussions because, boy, did Dick Vay freaking get one today. <laughs> Holy smokes. I don't know what player that was, number 49. How do you not, I mean, he, that guy must not play like at all because he was – as soon as his number was called, like he had the helmet on and was like running like full speed. Um, and he just cooks Sean McVay, catches him with the right shoulder. Um, <laughs> it looks like he broke his jaw, honestly. That, that was quite a hit. So, um, loser Sean McVay, horrible season. Um, they don't have their first round pick, Super Bowl slump. And now he gets this too. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to be Sean McVay right now. It is maybe not though. I mean, young guy, you know, millions of dollars, but for then it was tough. He should really just milk it and be like, I gotta get my jaw wired. Like I can't coach yeah. the next yeah. six weeks. He should call Brian Hoyer up. 
Yeah, and be like, they can. I need like special surgery. They can only do in Cabo. Yeah, I'm, so I'll be yeah. down there for a month. I'm going to Qatar to do the surgery. <laughs> yes, <laughs> experimental. Yeah, in the uh, first of its kind. I'm actually going to get a whole new face. That would be an yeah. interesting strategy for him. Would you have in the L's, Owen? <clears throat> so my first loser is uh, the coin, and we've been covering the coin. Mm. Um, but this week, it's uh, it's illustrious streak came to an end. Um, it predicted that the Jets would lose to the Bears. Um, but the Jets uh, actually won. A lot of people miss that. So the streak is over, and I guess we're going to have to wait until next year for one of these coins to to have a little bit of a hot streak again. Because I, the other thing I would love to know is how many how many people are flipping coins and posting like pictures of their coin sheet to Twitter that just never never like, miss the first game yeah, or just, yeah. you know miss one of the early ones. It's got to be thousands, and it's going to just probably be more. Like I, I would bet. If this becomes more of a trend, we'll see it. We'll see like a close, like maybe not a perfect season, but we're going to see somebody get really close here soon. So, what? Um, it's going to be us, dude. We're going to end up doing that next summer. And it probably will be us. So, it's nice to see we're, that we're probably on the cutting edge of this, of the coin technology, yeah. the coin trend. So we're really we're covering getting it from in. day one. We're getting in early. Yeah. So, that's big. Indeed. Um, um, and then my other loser is. Shay Gildress Alexander, also known as Shay Gilchrist. Shane Al Gilchrist. But Shay Gildress Alexander, he was running a, a little basketball camp, is what it looks like. Um, and he's talking to one of the kids. That just, they were just, you know, spitballing, like kind of, you know, throwing some takes out there, seeing what uh, seeing what the other person thought about the NBA, things like that. Um, and Shay Gilgis, SGA, he dropped some heat. Uh, he said, Kobe is Michael Jordan on steroids. Questionable take. Heat take. Um, and then yeah, very heat take. And then he said Kevin Durant is seven feet tall and can do everything Steph Curry can do. Uh heat I think cap. both those are probably it's thing is 0 for two on those two statements. Yeah. Um so SGA, I mean, he's having a really, really good season. It's averaging like 30 something points. Um, he had like a really nice game winner a few days ago. So I'm not gonna hold it to him, but uh, you know, he's dropping some takes that would make it worthy that like if he wants to come on the show and drop those takes, they're they're definitely hot enough to qualify. So pretty bad look at sga go i was actually listening to barton hahn the other day it's on espn it's the show where that happened the shane alec gilchrist and uh he <laughs> said like bart literally said he was like this is what i've been trying to say like gilgis alexander is unbelievable it's like it, it, exactly it has been what you're trying to say forever so shout out to him i have a couple losers this week and i also have some lobs i'm gonna throw for losers because i like to you know sort of toss them out if i can my first personal loser is these uh cringe thanksgiving jokes i i see them on all these social like like sports centers big for this it's like something happens in the lions bills game and then they're like me when somebody goes to get pie before i've had my second <laughs> <laughs> they're the worst jokes ever i like you find out very quickly like what pe what sites need new social media people on thanksgiving and it's always like the main culprits like bleacher report sports center they're always good for some cringe stuff brian dable was getting cooked man that was so mean yeah they're like me when i come from my 35th plate <laughs> of turkey whoa banger yeah whoa <laughs> I it's a lot of those. turkey yeah 35 yeah. plates whoa do you like turkey <laughs> you do don't you yeah tough scene on the socials my second loser is uh all the packers because usually when a quarterback gets hurt in a game they'll you know stay on the sideline if it's not too bad they like you know hang around maybe support the teammates come back out on the field aaron Rodgers hurts his already hurt thumb 
takes off his no. jersey and just walks off in a white t-shirt and then he never did the never SpongeBob. Yeah, he did. All right, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a head out. No verbal meme. That's I'm a head verbal out. Meme. Verbal meme. Alex is back. That's big. So <laughs> shout out to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, why stick around to see your team maybe win the game? There's no yeah. point because you're not winning the game. And then I'm gonna throw some lobs here. Adam TSN loser. Why? Um. Oh, let's go. Uh, TSN's a loser because the Canada Croatia game today. They decided that it didn't belong on the 4K channel. Um, they're saving all their 4K bad- bandwidth for uh, Raptors Cavaliers tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, really? Yeah. Was it so actually? I thought that... I found it on the 4K nope. channel, it but was, maybe it wasn't actually 4K. It was not on the 4K channel. Um, the the next scheduled broadcast was the Raptors game tomorrow. So, like, it's who cares about game. the World Cup? Like, let's yeah. watch like mid season or early season NBA Raptors. Yeah. Yes. It's a big game, though. Mm hmm. Yep. It is a big game. <laughs> it's a must win, win, to be honest. It yes. is a must win, like 16 games into the season. Because yeah. the yeah. Canada game today was definitely not a must win. No. no. That was not a must win. Well, dude. They can try again next time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They, they can come year. again in four years. We're hosting yeah, in 2026. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. not a no must rush. win. That's the Super Bowl. This is the preseason, basically, mm. if you think about it. Um, they're also a loser because, you know, four to one to Croatia, but the TSN man oh, of the match, God. Davies. <laughs> Because yeah. I don't know if you guys yeah, heard, fire. but he scored the first goal for Canada. Yeah. 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 So, so why fire. give it to any of the players on the team that won 4 1 when like Davies like got dispossessed five times? Yeah. Well, don't worry because you're only going to see them run the Davies goal as a it happened on TSN commercial a mm-hmm. hundred times in the next three weeks. So, yeah, don't like worry. 10 years. Well, Canadian heritage moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love, love when they say that. That's always very funny. Um, and then another lob for you, Alex, Jack Hughes. Oh, my God, this guy. Jack Hughes is, is uh, well, coolest guy in the NHL. He's slowly turning into Joe Burrow of the NHL, honestly, because, you know, he's no. been giving out some banger, banger interviews. Um, he had one a few, like a month ago. They were asking him, like, oh, like, you know, your defense has been a little off the last few games, even though they were in the midst of a nine-game winning streak or whatever. And he clapped back quotation marks um and said oh, i don't know like we uh we're on a nine, nine game, game winning streak i think we've been nine playing pretty Peter. good defense here okay and everyone was like well like that was so sick like jack hughes like wow um and then and then it looks like you guys have lost a little bit of energy or like uh, this period and and he came back and uh, and and jack hughes said um what do you mean by that like just just answer the question normally. You don't have to like be super cool like all the time. Just answer the question. You knew what he meant. He 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 was asking you like seems like your energy fell a little bit. Just answer the question, right? He's like, no, what do you mean by that? He acts like he he can barely do the interviews. Like, relax. Everyone does interviews at you know intermission. Like you can do them too. Um, but yeah, he's he's getting a bit annoying. Yeah, he is very much the Joe Burrow of the NHL. It's very. What about Segris? Yeah, he Oh, Zegris is up. That whole squad, the Caulfield, Zegris, Jack Hughes squad, are so, oh my god. <laughs> it's true, dude. They're pretty insufferable. I don't like it. And then I, our boy Mike, who's now been mentioned two shows in a row. Um, I said like McDavid saving the NHL, standard thing that I would say. And then Mike clapped back with. No, dude, Zegris and Caulfield are the guys saving the NHL. Okay, bro, yeah. What do they have, a combined four wins this year? Nice, dude. Congrats, Mike. I'm glad you modeled your life after them. So, yeah, definitely turning into the Joe Burrow of the show, though. I'm giving today a 10. 
realistically. The Packers. We're in the midst of the Packers absolutely driving for the back door. Jordan Love is looking electric. He is, dude. He missed this throw pretty badly. Like, that would have been a touchdown. But he was open, though. He was open. Exactly. Oh, man. But he missed the throw. Good throw. Touchdown. No, boys. They're kicking a field. They just kicked the field goal. They're going to not cover. They lost by seven. No. Because they missed a stupid extra point. Why wouldn't they go for it? Maybe they can get the onside kick, though. Okay, let's end this podcast. I think it's been ended. No, well, like, okay, Alex did leave. We were talking about, yeah, yeah, 10, good show. We'll be back on Thursday. We'll (laughs) talk about Canada and we'll make picks. Good weekend of games coming up. Hope everybody has a great start to the week. I'm speed rolling (laughs) this because I want to see the end of the Packer game. Bye, everybody. Have a good start to your week. Onside kick time. Let's go.